Hmm. Mate, what do I need to win? Two triple twenties and a bullseye. <laughs> Good luck. Hmm. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work. And all of a sudden, it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out. And so they judged everything. And they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. <sighs> Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions. You know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to 16 when he passed away. Seven recap. We're back after an X-rated show last week. We will be releasing this one to the public. We're going to try to be a little bit more tame than we were last week. So we'll start with a quote from George Carlin: "Shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits." And we are in the show. Weiss is joining us this week. Don't assume shit has entered the podcast world. Currently sitting in a playoff spot. 
We've also got the usual suspects, Andres Ventura, who has a team that might actually be too good for to his own demerit. I think you have too many good players at this point, AJ. You don't know who to start. And then the opposite of that, we've got Samuel, who actually has lucked himself into a relatively competent team with James Robinson going to the Jets. Deontay Foreman looking like he's actually pretty good. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is also pretty good. So that's where we're at. Samuel, would you like to speak? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Cool. Weiss, it's been a bit since you've been on. So you've gotten married recently. You have a competent organ. You have a competent team right now. I wouldn't say you have a competent organization. Wait, let's yet. pause. Let's just big, big congrats to big Oklahoma. Like we haven't talked about, first of all, exceptional wedding. Let's just be clear. Like, well done. Also, honeymoon looked terrific. I've never been to Bora Bora, looked phenomenal. I just didn't want that to go unmentioned. Sorry, Bird, continue. Go on with the chlorophyll. No, it's cool. You know what? If we had not been on for 10 minutes talking about those things while you were late to the recording, we, we would seem less rude. But you were late, and now you come in white knight, shining armor. But yes, to everyone who went which is everyone but AJ. Um, everyone who went, um, it was a great wedding. Um, my, uh, my boss calls me a time optimist. I, I just want to state for the record that AJ did something incredibly nice, which is exactly what I would expect. But AJ sent a bottle of champagne to my room at the hotel uh, from him and Amanda on the day wow. of the wedding, which just shows a, a level of, of thoughtfulness that, uh, that, that, that was pretty special. So AJ, thank you, man. That's awesome. That was very nice hey, of you, AJ. We don't all, we don't only talk shit on the podcast. We can, we can share pleasantries and compliments of each other. You know, AJ, a lot of people think you're a piece of shit, but I think <laughs> moves like that, your, your thoughts, <laughs> a lot of people think you're a cocksucker. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. So Weiss, back from the wedding, I was saying, I was starting to say you have a competent organization. I, I think you're heading potentially in that direction, but you definitely have a competent team. So I'm curious how you're feeling at this point in the season, um, what moves you might be trying to make. Are you going to have a deal room at the, at the bash that we're throwing on November 5th? Because I think that would be important to have given that's the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, just like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I'm really happy to be in 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 the mix this year. Um, I would say that I was really happy with my draft. Um, the only player that I've drafted that I'm not happy with is Najee just has not been good. And I don't really know who else I could have taken in the, in the sixth spot. Um, I'm feeling good about my team. I Mike Williams, luckily, man, when he went down the other night, I was super concerned because he's been a stud. He's been a stud since he was in college. And with Keenan Allen, like, not consistently playing, he's really carried the load. Um, it looks like his injury is not going to be too bad. Um, I know you, there are folks saying that I need to, that I need to shore up the roster. And uh, Max, 
the Orange folk County is Canada. the folk the folks is the folks is max he was texting me about this yeah today so did he um did he tell you the text that he sent me you know with max the context is always slightly missing well it's it's perfect right so a couple a couple like probably last week um we were talking about the the Jets game this weekend. My buddy Rayful, who some of you guys know, is coming down. He's a big Pats fan. We're 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 going to the game. Fuck the Pats. Fuck the Pats. Um, but we were talking just about like how how pumped we are that the Jets are relevant and like you know the Jets are probably going to beat the Pats this weekend. But so we're talking about that, and then at, in the middle of the conversation, Max said, "Do you want Alvin Kamara?" And I said, <laughs> "No, I do not want Alvin Kamara." I'm going to keep rocking out with this team. I'm reading this text. And he said, are you actually trying to win the championship? Because Najee Harris, and then he gave me the, you know, the like shrugging guy emoji. <laughs> and I said, I don't need Najee to be a dude every single week. I need to play him situationally. And luckily I have Damian Pierce and Leonard Fournette who have been really good. And Damian Pierce getting 25 touches a game. So like he, mm-hmm. he's an option. And I'm kind of playing with those three running backs and, and just shifting him in and out. Damian Pierce is not – he's not an option. Damian Pierce is a every-week start. Yeah, he's an every-week starter. But, like, I, I do – I look at who everyone, who each of my running backs are playing every week, and I have the luxury of making a decision. I have three starting running backs on my on my roster that I can I can work through, right? And so he gave me – Twice, twice. Before you go any deeper, I just want to say, man, like, I really get that, right? Because, like, between Chase Edmonds, Jalen Warren, and James Robinson, like, I, it's like I'm, I'm set. You know, like every week I like, got, I've got great guys. <laughs> so I just got to decide like, who's the, who's the dude to plug in? We're yeah, the same, so, you and I. <laughs> so, you know, Max, Max has this way, Max has this way about him of, and I'll read the rest of the text. He has this way about him, right, of like, even with all the shit that he talks and, you know, his, his whole shtick on me and, and all of that, he's always like trying to play this card. Like, no, nah, dude, like I know you, you know, football so well, like I want you to be better at, at fantasy. Like I'm going to help you out where I can like a really cordial thing. So again, I said, I don't need Najee to be a dude every week. I just need to play him situationally and balance that against the other running backs. And he said, Ha 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 ha, dude! That's not how fantasy works. So then, then he got frustrated that he's <laughs> off for Kamara, and he's trying to peg, you know push me down a couple steps. Uh, and then I said, "Who are you trying to trade for?" And he said, "Picks." And I just said, "Nah." And then I didn't talk to him for about four days after that. So I don't know if he was butthurt about that, but um, no, I, I'm I'm feeling good about about my team. I think Drake London, I'm super excited about as a keeper. Mariota's fucking brutal. Um, so that hasn't panned out. Although Drake London's like week one was awesome. If I can, I have that. I have that actually as like a, a question for you. Yeah, Drake I, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think a lot of the rest of my season hinges on can Mike Williams come back and and be healthy. The guy's been hurt like his whole career, um, but hopefully it's not as serious of an injury. Otherwise, I'm feeling good. I mean, I can beat any team any sing any week. Like I genuinely believe that I have, I've I'm sitting right in the middle of the pack. Um, Rogers, I got to figure out the quarterback situation. Um, yes, but 
you know, we're, uh, we're chugging away and to be above 500 for me at week seven is a, is a nice accomplishment. I'm going to not hang my hat on it just yet, but to not be the wise. Can I, can I actually ask you, I know we've got Drake London on the, on the agenda. Like I've, I've been a little bit sad as it relates to fantasy. So I've sort of like toned back my reading, paying attention, listening to podcasts about it. Why? I won won this week. So obviously I was like, Oh, let's fucking go. Right. So I'm reading all this shit. And all of a sudden, um, like people are talking about maybe dropping Drake London, which seems like it came out of nowhere. Like, did I miss something? This is an honest question. I'm not trying to talk shit right now. Like, cause I, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, this guy's a fucking stud. You're not missing anything. Like, why are people worried about Drake London now? Mariota. Because they throw the ball less than any team in the NFL. They were losing last week 21-0 by the start of the second quarter, and they still think they attempted 13 passes, if I'm not mistaken, in the entire game. So I have Drake London in a redraft league, and he's droppable at this point. But I think for Weiss, because he's a keeper, you have to assume that – they are not going to be rolling with Marcus Mariota next year. So I actually think he has some keeper value next year. So I would continue to roster him. I think, yeah, he definitely has keeper value. I also, although I guess Calvin Ridley comes back. I mean, Kyle Pitts is another one. Like, do you drop Kyle Pitts? He's been fucking oh, terrible. No, don't drop either, but you don't drop either of them. I hear, okay. This is because they're, they're not producing, but they're not producing. I, this is where, this is where, for better or for worse or rightfully so like my biggest challenge in fantasy is that i love watching football and i like picking players that i just think are like very good players and and i think that that was more of max's point is like you, you yeah he said you were there. he said you were being an idiot by the way that's what he texted me because i said it was an enormous i didn't, I didn't, you hear, I, I didn't like give in to his like no i'm gonna help you but i'm also gonna try to screw you like i get he has an agenda always right so i'm not i'm i'm, I'm good but I, Weiss I, needs to make a deal. He's being an idiot. I said he's on the podcast tonight. He's like very adamantly sticking with his team. Yeah, I, I, I think I can beat any team on any given week. And if I can hang on and make the playoffs, I think I can be dangerous in playoffs. This is my this is my thing on, on someone like Drake London. I my friend Drew is a huge USC fan, and he's like looking at guys coming out of high school and when when they um when they sign with SC and I remember him telling me like, you got to, this kid is just ridiculous. And so I've been watching him for a couple of years, it, like for better or for worse, I make some picks in the draft. And I, I historically have done this where I'll find people that I just know to be interesting prospects from like a football standpoint. I drafted Cooper cup in his, when he was a rookie, like late, late, late. And people forget that right because i like that's the kind of person's like okay i, I know because you didn't because you didn't keep him no you i think did. that's why people forget that you kept him i did keep him for how many years i'm almost positive i gotta look back i'm almost positive i kept him. i just want to say as an aside drew's a fucking national treasure yeah, I, I, awesome. I, that's a that's a stretch to call him a national i love that guy he does know usc football like the back of his hand which is good but yeah, he's a he's a he's a loony. But yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's like historically been my problem is that like I've kind of reached or like I've played guys that I just personally like watching or I think are going to be good NFL players who do not do the job well in fantasy. And I'll be totally honest with you guys. Like I don't 
I look at my lineup every week and I have an understanding of what the landscape in the league looks like. And I look at Yahoo's projections and I don't try to overcomplicate things. I try to pick players in matchups where I think that they're going to make plays. I started Alan Lazard this week. I thought that Aaron Rodgers, I also lost a five leg parlay on the Packers. (laughs) Cause I just thought like, like, okay, this, this is a, I thought, the Packers have been fucking brutal. Do they bounce back against Washington? And I played or I set my lineup based on the notion that Rodgers is fired up. I picked up um, Tanyan. And so I started three Packers this week. It did it work out. I won this week, but that's the kind of thing where like, I, I just, I think of fantasy to probably to my detriment more, just like, I like these guys. I like their chances as opposed to being as strategic as, some of well, you guys, but then there there are people who are very strategic fantasy wise and they do things like hasty has done. So I don't know if that, you know, going, going fully in that direction makes, uh, makes a ton of Go sense. Ahead. Go ahead. Hasty. Okay. First of all, dude, like I'm not, I'm not here saying kind things. Like I was just going to say, we don't need that. Scene, nice. right? I'm, nice eating my cheese. I'm fucking minding my business. I'm eating my cheese and crackers. Like be nice, dude. Um, had a rough year. Second of all, Kyle Pitts, like interesting topic. Cause that dude is the tight end 21 on the year. He stinks. Like every, like Irv Smith is better than Kyle Pitts. And he's also, like not, a a keeper. He's also, also not a keeper in almost any league and not in our league. Well, so I guess what I'm saying is like, it, so how, I guess I want to see why it's like, how far does this theory go? Like Kyle Pitts is a stud athlete excuse me, stud athlete, like freak show, like good at football objectively, right? Mm-hmm. But like we're seven weeks into the year. Are you really holding on to Kyle, the, the Kyle Pitts dream when he's he, he's had one game of more than 25 yards? I don't have Pitts, but yeah. Let's I, say I, you did have Pitts and we know that you think Pitts is a talented individual is what he's saying. As a keeper, yeah. He's not a keeper. You drafted him in the third round because you're no, like, no, then, this dude's then, a stud. I, with Mariota, I don't think I think I probably try to make a move. Okay, that's fair. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. So thanks, Hasty, for fucking doing that. I appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in. Trying to um, over here. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> I did want to discuss. Keller and his team. Is it pot like is this an un I felt like this was the week that he could have gotten beaten. And I'm starting to think he's gonna go undefeated this year. I think he's going to have an undefeated season. And I think I have no I have no idea how he got what he got and gave up so little for yeah. Derrick Henry. And, like, I, I texted Rose and John today, and I said it's so clear how much more you like Heller than you like me. Um, but, like, I, I just don't understand how – I, I want to talk about the incompetence of John and Rose to give up just a third because Deshaun Watson is, like, this 15th-round keeper when the reality is Heller – there is no, there's, there's no use for Deshaun Watson on Heller's roster right now. Zero. 
zilch. He can say he was keeping him, and that's probably what he tried to leverage. But you have to know, like he, I'm getting very frustrated because it's such a ridiculous trade, and Heller's team was already such a wagon. So I'm curious what everyone else thinks about the trade in general, Heller going undefeated, all of the things. I think that's kind of locked up after this trade, and I still am having trouble wrapping my head around that with for the reasons that you said. I don't know why he he being John, I don't know why he only got a third back and not a second at the very least. Um, but he probably should have gotten the first for Derrick Henry. His reasoning was 16th round keep. I was like, he, he, his reasoning was, and I, I don't disagree, by the way, that yes, Deshaun Watson is a late round keeper, which is valuable, and a third round pick is valuable. But it's like, I feel like Heller sent the trade and they were just like, sounds good. Except not even going to try and negotiate. Are you, sol- like, are you, are you, are you saying that there might be collusion? Collusion? No, I, I'm saying there might be incompetence. Huh. You know what's interesting though is like, is it, so Deshaun's going to come back and he's going to look how he's going to look, right? Like I'm sure he's going to play decent football. I don't think he's going to be as good as Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be as good as Lamar Jackson. But actually, before I say anything else, does anybody like dramatically disagree with that and think Deshaun's about to come in and just set the fucking world on fire. I was just going to say, I don't know if he's going to be able to come on people's legs unwanted. So that might impact his ability to perform since that's like his thing. That's his thing. I'm not going to, I'm not here to kink shame. All right. That's what he likes. Responses. That was serious. When was the last game that he played? Two years ago. One or two in the preseason. I mean, you mean like real game? Yeah, two years ago. Part of me wonders if he's going to live up to his contract, even cl- come close to it. And and like even to that point, Weiss, like, so Russ has been absolutely god awful this year, right? We can all agree. But coming into the year, everyone's like, man, Russ, like big contract, like he Russ could be the dude, and like that Russ could have a big ass year. People were talking about him maybe being like a top. Two QB, yep. he was in the eighth round in our league, right? Like, I right. agree that Josh Allen is a freak and might be a top two round pick next year. I like Lamar's like a fifth round pick or a fourth round, like you know, and, right. and, and like this, like this idea that Deshaun is going to come in and be worth anything above a fifth round pick is fucking asinine to me. And so, like, especially with only a four-game sample size, like, you're going to get four fucking games out of him, and he's not going to go nuts all four games, and he's going to be fine. Like, I'm sure I'll have a good game here or there. He might have a couple 20-point fantasy days. But, like, that 15th round keeper is great, but it's not Josh Allen. Like, it's not that level of value, in my opinion. I don't know, though. Okay, so can we talk about here? I, this, is, this is something that I've been reading about this week, and it's, I guess, tangen- tangentially related. But Ooh, good word. I saw a, I saw a meme of Belichick with his like cutoff like sweatshirt that literally like if any of us were we would we would you know they people would think that we were homeless, and it showed Belichick's record without Brady as a head coach and it's under five hundred, um, and so you talk about Belichick as being the best coach of all time. 
which I agree with. Um, and so, and, 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 you know, so are you, for, are you forgetting Adam Gase? <laughs> well, I, this is, this is the question, right? You have Russell Wilson who went from Pete Carroll, like widely regarded as an exceptionally talented football coach across college NFL levels going to Denver and not performing this year. You have like Josh Allen being, I guess, brought up under the tutelage of Dable. Daniel Jones has been much better, much, much better as a game manager under Dable. So my question to you guys is when you look at like coach and quarterback combinations, is it as cut and dry as saying that like one, one, like a quarterback or a coach dramatically up levels the other? based on their skill set. I'm not framing the question particularly well, but point of discussion. Like, is Brady Brady because of Belichick or is Belichick Belichick because of Brady? I think they're both. I think, I think they're both who they are because of both of them. Like that situation. I still think Belichick relationship between them. Yeah. Like Belichick was also a good coach well before Brady, but like, I could say the same thing. Like it's great. It's great. Is Greg Popovich not a good coach now because Tim Duncan is not on the team? Like, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Full stop. That is, you you need good players in order to show that you're a good coach. I I will say. Can you overcome bad coaching with really, really excellent quarterback play? 100% you can. Can you overcome really, can you, can you overcome really bad quarterback play with really good coaching? To a lesser extent, but yes, that's that's my opinion. But I, I don't hate the question because, like, if I'm ranking right now, coach of the year, it actually comes from three coaches who had quarterbacks that did not perform very well at all last year and have basically turned teams around. Like, I'd start with I think Dabble is the coach of the year because he's turned a Giants team who really doesn't have a ton of talent outside of Saquon into a really good team. And one of the things I love about what Dable does is Daniel Jones is probably not a great quarterback, but instead of making a quarterback fit your system, Dable is creating a system to fit Daniel Jones. And that's leading to success to Daniel Jones. The other one who I personally think should be coach of the year, and Heller mentioned this, like what Pete Carroll has done in Seattle turning yeah. Geno Smith into this competent quarterback, that might be the biggest, like, was Russell Wilson actually good? Or was Pete Carroll just a, a brilliant offensive that's, model? That's, that's what I'm positions? getting at. That Like, that's that's the really the root of the question is when you look at Russ, like, is – and I guess, like, I mean, who is Deshaun Watson's – who who were his – Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Yes. Yeah, so I think like, it was just Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Bill O'Brien, but Bill O'Brien, I was watching Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator, I think, for Alabama right now. Yeah, yeah. He's calling plays for Alabama, and, and I was watching the Alabama game the other night. They're like, this guy's going to get a, you know, this guy's going to be a, a, a college head coach or an NFL head coach within the next one or two years. They'll give people another chance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. Um, I think there's something to be said about it. I still think if you have a stud quarterback, like your team is going to be successful. But then the other side of it is like, and 
while I was watching the Peyton and Manning, Peyton and Eli broadcast yesterday. I don't know fucking anything about football compared to people who actually know about football and what's what is needed to be a successful team. I do want to get back to the Deshaun thing though, to Hasty's point. Maybe Deshaun is going to be great. What confuses me is that Heller had zero leverage over these guys to for them to make this deal. They had every ounce of leverage. I, like that's that's the thing that confuses me more than anything. They could have asked for a first and pushed on a second and easily gotten it, and basically said, "Yeah, that's great that Deshaun Watson is a keeper, but like it's a quarterback. Like we don't know if he's going to be any good, and also you're not playing him." you still might not keep him. That's my perspective on the entire ordeal. And also, and I'll ask the people in this chat right now who are contenders, like, does this trade make Heller's team unbeatable? And does that limit the amount of trades that happen the rest of the year? Because no one thinks they can beat Heller. Since you're asking for contenders input first, I'll just share that. Uh, there is no unbeatable team. Uh, like, listen, like, I think at the end of the day, like, you guys roasted me for this shit last week. So, like, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Like, there are no unbeatable teams, full stop. Kevin's in a good spot right now, right? Like, last week, we lost Mike Williams for a bit. We lost Brees Hall for the year. We, like, like, there's, this is not a done deal. AJ's team is deep as fuck. Like, I think that there's lots of people that could, I think actually think Danny's team is like, I wasn't, I was only being like sort of kidding when I chatted, when I was like sent the text about Danny's team, Danny's team's fucking loaded. Like Weiss is one receiver away from being like an elite team. Danny's one receiver away from being an elite team. Like, I don't know. I think, what if Kelsey gets injured? Right. Like there's, there's so many, right. Like I just, I think you've said, you've said Heller's team is thin. It's less than now. I mean, you got Derrick Henry. Like, if you have Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, and Saquon, like, you got some fucking depth. Like, it's it's sort of like that changes things, right? Like, you got some depth. Uh, But guess what? AJ's got fucking – AJ's backs this week are all projected to score 15 points, right? You got Jonathan Taylor, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Nick Chubb. Like, Nick Chubb is AJ's flex. Like, this is, you know – I don't know. I'm just not that convinced that like any team is unbeatable ever. Sure. I I don't disagree with that. Got to get to the point. To that point, I will say moving the trade deadline up two weeks has made the decision to go for it or not go for it. I think much more compelling than it was last year. Like it is much less obvious right now, whether you're going for it or not going for it. I was a little skeptical when we made that switch, I mean, would we move it up by a week, two weeks, two weeks? I, w- I was, I was a little skeptical with how big of an impact this would have, but not only has it made a, a total drastic change to this league, but it's done so two weeks ahead of the trade deadline. So like yep. people are, people have been buying for the past three weeks now and it's just been kind of chaotic, but also really fucking exciting. So, I mean, Good job, Max, for for making that pulling the trigger on that that rule change. This is, if nothing else, has been probably one of the most ridiculous and fun seasons that we've had so far in terms of matchups alone. After I that also little like, uh, shit that we had at the very beginning, that we we reverse jinxed our way into. I also like 
that the NFL trade deadline is November 1st. So there are some players on teams right now that could be somewhere else after November 1st. There's, ne- there's, not, there's never usually like big trades in the NFL, generally speaking, but I also think that creates some compelling storylines as well. Like maybe Elijah Moore gets moved and Hasty has a legit keeper. Do you think you overspent on Romeo Dobbs, by the way? <laughs> no, Romeo Dobbs is uh, like you guys don't know. You guys don't realize that he's the guy in Green Bay. Um, he sucks. Like, uh, you know what's funny is actually, can I just, I'm going to just say this piece. No, I'd like you to continue to go. So I had, I had two zeros, which I'm sure we'll cover this week in my lineup. Um, I didn't, I didn't do sharts, but and, sure. And uh, I, I literally spent like, I'm, I'm one in five. I shouldn't be spending any time thinking about fantasy, but I spent more time than I should thinking about whether to start Michael Gallup or Romeo Dubs. And I was like, man, Two great matchups, like two guys that could explode, man. Gallup against Detroit, Dubs against the Commanders. Like, I'm good. Like, I actually, I think I could beat Highland this week. And the great news is that I didn't second guess myself one time because both put up fucking zero points. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we blessed. (laughs) Made the right decision. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Brees Hall injury as a Jets fan. It is extremely painful. Um, it's also completely torpedoed all the plans I had for the Mr. B's water bottle this season. On to the game of the week. I've got cooler head prevails versus justice for Watson. It was a one point game. Um, it was, I don't It's like a, it's actually, I, the way David Montgomery runs is very similar to how this game sort of ended up like sort of just compiling stats all night, no like big plays or anything like that. And then just like a quick touchdown and you, you blink and David Montgomery has 15 points and 75 yards on the ground. Like I did, I thought this game was over when I was first looking at it. I think Heller was up by 15 at one point last night and Danny's projection was like 106. And then David Montgomery just like kept scoring kept getting points, kept compiling, and then he got a touchdown. Um, Anyway, Heller had no business winning this week. He still won. Started Matt Ryan. He had Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, and Gabe Davis on a bye, and he was able to put up 37 points between his eighth-round keeper, Justin Tucker, and his defense. And that's why he's the best team in the league. Danny's mistakes... Jared Goff, which has been a decent start. And it, by the way, going back, this was the point I was going to make before. So Weiss was talking about like projections and things like that. There was two games this week that every single pundit said, this is going to be a shootout. Dallas versus the Lions and Steelers versus the Dolphins. Both games sucked. No one scored. They were not shootouts. They weren't even close. They didn't approach the over-under. So it's just like, to Hasty's point, it's all a crapshoot. It's all who knows what's actually going to happen. But Jared Goff had three points. And then Travis Etienne was on Danny's bench, who had 20 points. That would have won him the week. Danny's running back room and AJ's probably. I, I maybe Heller's now too, but Mixon, Etienne, and Jacobs is a strong RB room. And I'd also like everyone here to apologize to Josh Jacobs personally for all the shit that we spoke about him 
in the preseason. Also, I think like Danny, like not for nothing, I think Danny deserves a little bit of credit for drafting that running back room, right? Like the fact that he's got like Jacobs. Mixon, and, Mixon yeah, stinks in my opinion, but that's okay. he's got Like he's got Jacobs. Montgomery is his RB4. Like, yeah. He drafted that team. Yeah. Jacobs is a was, stud. ETN's a stud. And Mixon's like going to put up points. Like, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I think Danny deserves a lot of credit for what he's built. And this is what I put. I said Danny should be making a run for it. He's weak at QB and receiver, but those are there's there's a lot of those out there. And for a QB, you actually probably don't have to give up that much to get someone who's competent on a week by week basis. So, in my opinion, Danny's team is primed to actually make a run. Anybody else have thoughts on that? No. Okay. Cool. Um. Second game of the week was Donasoon shit and MAGA. Huge win for the Donasoon shit organization. So I'm going to ask you this again. Your team is interesting, I, but I don't know if you are trying to win this year or not because I think you need a QB, another wide receiver, and another running back. I think those are your three probably need positions at this point. Uh, <sighs> It's gonna sound cocky, but I I don't. Okay, elaborate. I don't. He doesn't assume shit. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't think I need that much more. Okay. Like Mike Williams getting hurt definitely hurts me. Mike Williams is one receiver. Tyree kills my other receiver. Okay. And Alan Lazard is a wide receiver one. If Rodgers can figure out anything, and I don't have faith in the Packers figuring it out. But I do have faith in Aaron Rodgers figuring something out. I don't. I mean, I, that it just seems too. I think this is the first. I, I think I read something. This is the first game that Rodgers has ever been a double digit underdog in his career, which is crazy. Um, that I is mean, crazy. playing the Bills, they're going to get smoked. But smoked in Buffalo? Yeah. Sunday night? Like, that's oh. going to be an embarrassment. Um, but he's a you know a fiery dude i don't know i uh my running backs i'm real. i i'm i'm comfortable with my running backs i don't think i need to do anything drastic i i don't think Najee harris is the guy this year i don't think he is either but i think fournette and damian pierce is an enviable pair of starting running backs in this league so the question for you is do you not think that you can trade leonard fournette for a stud do you not think you can get something valuable from Najee Harris and give something up next year? So what I'm saying to you is you trade Najee Harris to a team that is close to the bottom. Let's choose a team that stinks like Highlands, right? And you get from him, I don't know what his, I actually have not looked at his roster. Let, let's use uh, Debo Samuel as an example. Um, and you try to get Debo Samuel. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying to you, like, I don't think your team's bad but I do think you have opportunities to make your team even better because you have some good pieces that you can trade to teams and you can give up a second or third and only, and get back a fifth. Like I think you have competent enough guys where you can make upgrades at positions. I'm not saying sell the farm. That's just my perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been thinking quite a bit about it. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with, 
with where I am. And I, 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 I haven't been in, in this position for so fucking long in this, uh, in this league that part of me thinks like I had a good draft. The injury bug has not hit me that hard. Um, I might kind of run with it, but that could be, that could be really stupid too. No, wait, listen, I think that's sound logic. You know what? Berg's a fucking idiot. And <laughs> he, um, like he literally just lost his whole season because he didn't have enough running back depth. He lost his guy. And so like, I think, yeah, but also I think, you do you, bro. I think, yeah, I think you already said it, Weiss. You just got to get to the playoffs, and then who knows? Like between the two, between you and Hasty, on this one episode, you said the whole fucking story of fantasy football. Make the playoffs, nobody's unbeatable. Um, it's it's fucking it's anybody's ballgame at that point. Weiss, can I actually on that note, like, how worried are you about our matchup this week? <laughs> Game of the week. Game of the week. Um. How worried am I about our matchup? Because, like, obviously, you, my team doesn't make anybody quake in their boots. But, like, <laughs> no, you're right, right now you're sitting here saying, like, I feel good about my team. But if the three-headed monster of Deonta Foreman, Latavius Murray, and Raheem Mostert, like, finds <laughs> a way to beat you this week, like, what, what do you do? Like, is it, is it, how are you feeling? Well, here, here's what I will say, and I know we talked about this before. Um, what, what do we think the question for you guys, the six seed this year, what is their, what is their record? Like, what is the record that gets you into the playoffs this year? Cause it's really, really competitive in the middle right now. Right. How many teams? Yeah, are I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe eight and seven. I, and well, I think it's eight points. and six. Right. I think there's, I think there's 14 games. 14. Yeah. Yeah. 14. I agree. I don't like I that's I guess where I'm sitting right now and with the relative parity in the league. Um I don't worry about it at this point on a week to week basis. I'm not particularly worried about your team. Okay. Um the only thing I'm worried about is Mike Williams being hurt for longer than uh I mean he's on a bye this week anyway, which is good, but I, I don't know. I, 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 that's the I, only thing that I, I would say I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Hasty heard, Hasty heard that, and he took that personally. Yeah. So wait. So actually, so when I went away, I had my headphones in, so I heard what Hasty said. Appreciate all the kind words. So my question for you is, what about a situation like Hasty's team to re- to do a callback to what we were talking about earlier? What if you have shitty players and one of the shittiest managers and coaches of all time? Does that make the team good or does it make it bad who's this directed at is this like a is it like i don't get it like are you trying to no i was just saying like like what you just said doesn't make any sense so like like let's say let's say let's say sam let's say sam Donald was your quarterback and matt rule was your coach or for (laughs) argument's sake let's say that (laughs) um, let's say that you were rostering Deontay Foreman and Sam Hasty was the manager. Like, would that team suck? Berg, we're playing in two weeks. I know. And did, right. you, did you look at what I said to you? So here's I have the thing. Five, I I'm projected it. for 31 points that week right now because I have every <laughs> player on a five. 
I'm losing that game. Like I've already accepted that I'm losing that game. Um, but yes, we are playing in a couple of weeks. And I, we're playing next week. I cannot wait. I mean, I, uh, I'm super excited for that game, Bert, for so many reasons. Um, 48.81, by the way. That's insane. I'm going to focus on this week and just say, that's, like. That's, that's more than Highland gets on a weekly basis. So it's unfortunate I'm not playing him. I actually legitimately think I have a shot against Weiss this week. Like, uh, and that's, like, I understand why people would disagree with that. But, like, you got no Mike Williams. Drake London is, like, at most is going to get 13 targets this week because Marcus Mariota throws the ball 13 times in a game. Um, Like, Leonard Fournette's got Thursday night football and his offense stinks. Like, I don't know, man. I I think I think I Alan Lazard's got to place face the Buffalo secondary. I, I I think I I think I can make it happen this week. I really do. Okay, so we had to talk. It, no, no. Listen, as much as I don't appreciate you talking shit when you think I'm not listening, because it's just a scumbag move on your part. But <laughs> um, I did put here that your team is still competitive somehow. And I don't think you're going to come in last. And I think you're set up again next year to be successful. The question I do have is, will Highland finally sell this year? His team is dreadful. One of the worst teams in Omar's Angels history right now. He's got Cooper Cup, which is an asset to sell. He can get a first rounder for Cooper Cup easy. Like he's not going anywhere this year. So the question is, Weiss, who wants Cooper Cup? Weiss, you might want Cooper Cup. (laughs) You know, maybe Danny wants Cooper Cup. Because you're going to need someone like that. And I think, AJ, you're you're closest with Highland. Is Highland going to sell this year or is he going to buy something at the deadline? Or is he just going to ride it out? Is he so scared of punishment? He, I don't know how you're not scared of the punishment unless you're Robes and John who just completely disregard it whatsoever, like entirely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he could go in and start selling if he doesn't want to come in last because his team is averaging very few points. Um, his he his is, team is actually averaging 68 points over the last three weeks. He is he has one more win than Robinsini and John, but also 40, 50 less points scored than them. Yep. So he is probably one of the worst. Well, no, Mac, I'm sorry. I, I keep harping on how bad Max's team is, but he's just over 600 points, which is just under 400 less points than what Kev has done. But I don't – if I'm Highland, I probably wouldn't sell unless it was to get another first-rounder from a team like Weiss or Danny or Glenn, even if, if Vito can kind of brush away the smoke clouds and, and look at his roster for more than five minutes. So as crazy as it's – like, that's actually a big matchup this week is Max and, and Ochocinco. But I, and I just think Highland does have some access to sell where – I mean, dude, you got Cooper Cup, you got Debo Samuel, you got Kyler Murray. Um, he's got guys yeah, I just, that, he can, that he can move. I, 
Right. I just he's, he's rostering. It, it's a, I I think it'll come down to to November fifth at Weiss's. There's Highland will be a big seller if there are still buyers out there, just because he he might need to get one more win to get above where John and Roventini will just probably can't catch him just to yeah. feel safe about not coming in dead last. There's, I mean, dude, there's he, still six, six weeks after this week. It's, it's so tough. Yeah. There's a long time until the end of the season. Um, I can tell Hasty is getting hungry. So I'm going to, no, man, I'm locked in. I'm actually looking at these matchups. I'm really excited. I think the Ocho Cinco de Finco and Yanni Banks matchup is going to be fucking electric. And I'm just uh, <laughs> like, like when electricity was first invented. So, like, <laughs> so Berg, like, what happened to your whole bench? Like, why do you have nobody on your team? What happened there? Because I dropped Breeze Hall. Yeah. Because he's done for the season and he's not a keeper. Yeah. Um, dropped your kicker. Is that, is that why you have Rashad Penny still on your bench, by the way? You're thinking about keeping him next year? I might keep Rashad Penny, yeah. Okay. I, I, I love that because I love that Rashad Penny. Um, so, I've got I'm, – I'm bidding on a couple people this week. That's all. He's got and 56 I'll, I'll, bucks to spend. That's why he has three spots. So. I'll, I'll replenish. And I dropped uh, Jason Sanders and Bengals defense because Buffalo Bills defense is elite. And Tyler Bass gets seven points a game every week. So I've got three bids out for three different players. If you must know, Samuel. Um, manager of the week this week, Honey Deuce. Great decision to start Boyd and Chase and they – I mean, man, they this, cornhole this, the shit out of you. I, I was going to say, this is a cornholing, a shit pumping, any verb to describe <laughs> what Deshaun Watson likes doing to people. That's what was done to me this week. Um, I He currently sits in second, a roster that on any given week can beat any team in the league. I think he's having fun. So I'm, I'm happy for Dusty. I also called that he would score over 150 points last week. So, um, I willed that into existence and I actually appreciate him beating me because it makes the rest of my season a lot easier to decide what I'm going to do. That's, or does anybody have any last topics that they'd like to bring up to the group? I think it's funny that you told me not to give up last week and I have four picks in the first two rounds and you're giving up this week. I just, I didn't say I'm giving up. I didn't say I'm giving up. You're giving up. You're fu- you're a broken man. Let's be real. You're fucking done. Do you? And I don't I'm mean not to sound like an asshole. Hey, see, what is going to be different next year about the four picks you have in the first two rounds? He's not going to overthink it. I don't think I overthink thought it this year. Like Javante was a sound pick. He just like I. You know what happened this year? I went ham on the Denver offense, which was really dumb. Yeah. Like, it's just that, that simple. Like, it's uh, – Javante killed me. Um, like, A.J. Brown was a good pick. Mark Andrews was a good pick. Delvin Cook was an okay pick. Like, he was fine. Cortland Sutton in the third didn't work out so well because Russell stinks. Um, DK was an okay pick. Like, I didn't have a bad draft. I just, like, had a really no. rough start. And, I like, you know what I'm going to start? You know what I'm going to do? Here's what's going to be different. I'm going to draft exactly the same. I might not – I'm definitely not going to bet on Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett at all, and I'm going to start Jalen Waddell every week. And I think, with, I think with that formula, I will find a way to not be one in four. <laughs>
And if I'm not one in four, I'm a happy fucking camper with two, with four first round, four picks in the first two rounds. Also, pivotal, didn't have a fourth rounder last year, will have a fourth rounder next year. Now you're on. That's where championships are made. Yeah. Championship round, fourth round. Let's go. Cam Brady, 012. To be clear, I'm not giving up in any way, shape, or form. If I lose this week, though, I will be giving up. And I will be trading assets from my team to whoever wants them. You don't have any assets to trade. That's not true. You're a moron. But that's okay. DeAndre Swift is an asset. C.D. Lamb is an asset. Amari Cooper is an asset. I didn't say the first round worthy, but they are assets. C.D. Lamb is also a six-round keeper. And Kenneth Walker is the best keeper in the league. Thank you. Um, Bets. Player props. Joe Burrow is projected for 21 points. His last two weeks, he scored 34 points and 42 points. He's one of the highest producing fantasy players at the moment. I think he's ranked three for overall points. Fantastic, the- Fantastic move by, uh, by Ian and Christian to leave him on the bench against me. Um, yeah, they, they didn't do that this week, though, and he put up 42. Yeah, I just wish that that stat correction – um, was never presented to me, but don't oh, I fr- don't <laughs> how did that bad corrections. How did you leave that out? Yeah, walk, we talk walk, about that. No, not with Weiss. Can you walk us through like the range of emotion there? Yeah, from so a heartbreaking loss. So I when I think in our first, what was our first year of the league? Twenty seventeen. Okay, the first year of the league. When Rose and Glenn were still in the the chat, the 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 tech, oh, yeah. <laughs> I when when we worked in offices, I went into work one day, and I um I I went into a meeting for an hour, and I left my phone at my desk, and I got back to my desk, and I think I had three hundred and seventy five text messages, all of which were in the. <laughs> Um, one hundred and seventy six of them were from me, probably at least. <laughs> and I decided to mute my notifications for Omar's Angels. It's the only thread that I have uh, muted of all of the different text threads that I'm a part of, and that's not at all a knock on any of you guys. It's just I like your phone is going to explode if it if it receives that many texts in, in one go. I haven't muted also, so I don't. You know, I I. I I, I see when I get a text, but I don't, I don't look at it until I have a, a moment to like look up from work. And so I looked up from, I happened to be looking at my phone when you sent that Berg, the other day. Uh, and that game was down to the wire, like really, really close. I think I lost by a quarter of a point. Yep. So I was just very, very invested. So when you sent that, I was so jacked up and I like kind of couldn't believe it. <laughs> um and I don't know what happened because if you looked at, you happened to have Yahoo open at that exact moment. Correct. Showed that. So I opened Yahoo and it showed that. And then it was erased. I don't even know how, how, how soon thereafter. It was less than an hour. Cause I was here. I was going into the city and I was getting ready to leave. And Berg, you sent that text and I was on my laptop. I took that screenshot. I was like, Holy shit. The defense, I took a point off and going nuts like just the tremendous swing of things and then by the time i was on the train going into the city it had changed back 
But how do you, how do you, I didn't, I couldn't even figure out. I know you guys were talking about, how do you even figure out what the corrections are? No idea. Um, I here, go to, out where go to players, 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 stack yeah. corrections at the bottom. Oh, there you go. That's how you do it. And, and then uh, switch to week, week seven. No, seven. week six. Week six. Oh shit. So there's a lot. Yeah. But this is what I meant last week. Like Yahoo went back and forth. Like I think almost everything on the 19th uh, was duplicate. Like they, it, it was almost like they made a bunch of stack corrections and then reverted the changes that they made for everything on that day and then went back in and made the correct stack corrections. That well, should be within, illegal. All within the 30 minutes that within were Yeah, within the 35 minutes. <laughs> that should be illegal though. Like you yeah. should sue Yahoo for that. I mean, I was yeah, I, I was bummed, but I I lost that game by I think point two four points, and I was obviously bummed about that, and it really came down to the end, and I was texting with uh, with Fish and Ian for it. Um, but I, they should have killed me. They left Burrow on the bench. They should have absolutely destroyed me. So at the end of the day, I was disappointed. It was a, a roller coaster of emotions, but it is what it is. All right, Joe Burrow. 21 points is the over-under. He's playing at Cleveland Monday night. Um, I'm going to have to go over because I think the Bengals are starting to rock right now. Um, they, they've gotten their groove back. I think Joe Burrow, whenever Jamar Chase has single coverage, it's an automatic reception. Th- that connection is as good as any connection I think I've ever seen in the NFL. Like, if Joe, if Joe Burrow throws it to Jamar Chase in single coverage, it's a catch. And it might be a catch for 50 yards or a touchdown. That good. So I'm going, I think, well over. I think he'll be at 30 points for this one. AJ. Yeah, I think over. That game is going to be pretty sweet. Can't wait. Tasty. Just saying. Who, who are they playing? The Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Hammer the over. Oh, also, Hasty, do you think the Browns was a good bet? that you were shitting on me for at 245 this week? You know what? Like, it wasn't a good bet, but I'm happy it worked out. Because It was a good bet. I bet with you. It wasn't a good bet. It was a good bet. Thank you. It was grossly outplayed. Like, like grossly outplayed. Yeah. Well, I'm hitting 62%. Jags is a good bet, too, bro. Way to be on fire. What, what was a good bet? Jags. Go Jags. That wasn't a good bet. Neither was last night. Last night was probably the worst bet I've made all year. Get it together. Good job, Grouch. Get it together, Grouch. Get a job, Grouch. <laughs> we were talking about Chappelle today at work, and we were referencing because one of our, like, our the CRO of our company, like, he's from DC, and like, he grew up as like basically the only white kid in his crew. And the Chappelle joke where he's like, you see a group of black dudes, and you see one white dude with them. Let me tell you something about that white dude. That white dude is the most dangerous motherfucker in that group. <laughs> you don't know what he had to do to get those back boards back. Um, okay, so everyone's gone over. So Weiss, are you going to go over also? Over. Uh, Joey Joey Burrow is going to. He, he might as well put the the Cajun spelling of his last name on his jersey. He's going over. Burrow. Aaron Rodgers, sixteen points under, because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for one hundred and ninety-seven yards. Two touchdowns, 
two interceptions, one fumble, and he will take himself out of the game in the middle of the third quarter because they'll be down by third. By, I'd say 21 points. I don't think point. so because he's starting against me this week and he's going to score a zillion. Like that's that's how my season has gone. So didn't yeah. factor that in. That's yeah. a good point. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have the best game of his career this week. <laughs> a little halftime ayahuasca. Um, I'm going to go over, but not by much more. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe like 18 points. I'm going over. He was pissed last week. He's going to bounce back this week. So mad, dude. I'm fucking mad. Do some ayahuasca. <laughs> I think he's going to retire after this year. Do you think he retires mid-game one of these days? Antonio. Like, one, like full-on Antonio Brown. Yes, peace out. If anyone would do it, it would probably be Aaron Rodgers. Puerto Rican Paisanos are minus four and a half favorites against Honey Deuce coming off a huge week. Over-under is 230.5. We are in the midst of bye weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so the point projections are pretty much down across the board. And I think if you run into a team that's got a lot of people on by, you got a good shot, especially for some of the shittier teams in the league, i.e. DeSamuel. Right now, it's a 21-point spread. However, Patrick Mahomes is on a bye. And I think Alex is going to replace him with another quarterback this week who will probably be projected for around 15 points. That is how I got to the four-and-a-half number. Thank you. AJ, you go first. Nah, Weiss, you're the guest. Keep smoking that shit and give us a pick. I'm up. I, th- I thought you said you only do that on the golf course. No, I do it literally 18 <laughs> hours a day. Nice. He's got a putting green down there. Only thing that I've ever <laughs> – there is a little putting green in the back. Uh, <laughs> only thing I've ever been addicted to. Um, yeah. Is what? I, I wasn't listening. Uh, Talk. Jewel, Jewel. Vape. Jewel, all that guy. Um, I, uh, I have AJ, AJ's team's legit. Hertz is going to go off. I got AJ in the over. Good analysis. Simplistic. Um, so just to be clear, what did we set the line at? Cause like, we're going to get, you know, how do you just get four and a half points from a quarterback, right? Four and a half points. Yes. Um, I mean, I think Aaron Jones is going to stink this week. So put all your bets on Aaron Jones. You don't think he's going to catch a ton of passes? Um, I think he'll catch some passes, but I don't think he looked great last week against the fucking commanders. He had two touchdowns, but he didn't look electric. Like He had 12 – they had 12 carries total in that game. Yeah. They didn't run the ball. So, all right, fair enough. Listen, long and the short of it is <laughs> – I think Honey Deuce is going to cover. Um, and I will take the under in this game. Okay. I love Jonathan Taylor. I don't think he should be getting 15-point projections at this point in the season. Matt Ryan is done. Sam Ellinger is coming in now. So, hypothetically, I guess that means he'll be getting the rock a lot more. But at this point, I would just make Sam Ellinger beat me and not let Jonathan Taylor beat me. I think he's... I mean, AJ, you can tell me if I'm wrong. He's been a bad first pick. So Terrible. Yeah. Um, I think Hasty feels like Dalvin he, – he, Hasty feels like he, he swindled you to take Dalvin Cook after a good week. 
Like he called me and said, I took advantage of AJ. Don't, um, that's not, accurate. That's, I mean, that's not even close to accurate. It's like, dude, we know you don't have to defend yourself. You're making, you're, you're making yourself sound guilty now. Um, it was clearly a joke. It wasn't a joke though. He did say that. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he did. Um, your team might be too good. I, I know that sounds crazy, but like, when St. Brown comes back, like, who are you sitting? Yeah, I don't. I mean that. Like, who yeah. are you sitting? Um, are you sitting T. Higgins? You're definitely not sitting A.J. Brown. Oh, I know. I've, I've been having this battle internally out loud at home while I'm sitting at work for the past two weeks. Um, I think you're I'll, in a I'll position. I'll cross that bridge think, when I get to it. But, I, I think, mean, I can I make some trades. In, I could get some of my picks back. That's what I was just saying. a loaded fucking team. I think you're in a position where you actually can do that. But my biggest fear is that you trade it to someone who becomes a playoff team and then that guy beats you in the playoffs. And that would hurt. So oh, I think to I've, sit on your this, – This thing doesn't stop, man. I just I've kept myself up at night thinking of all the scenarios where I get rid of – or I get rid of guys who have been underperforming and then they start going off. And then the guys I'm left with either get hurt or put up duds every week. Great. It's fun. It's it's a really fun uh, fun time. Man, I love Honey Deuce's team. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go with AJ. Weeks, I'm gonna go with AJ in the over because I think not having Mahomes really does hurt this week. Because with Mahomes, you know you're good for 20. The quarterbacks that are out there right now, you might you might get a good game, but there's a lot of variability there. So um, I'm gonna go AJ and the under. That's gonna be my pick. What were your guys' picks? Oh, you're doing it. Thank you, Hasty. Hasty, you're doing work. AJ, Next. what was yours? Um, I haven't said yet, but I'm, I'm going to go Honey Deuce and the under because my team has been fucking very mediocre. I've had 110-point-plus projection the past five weeks now, and only this week I beat 100 points by two and a half. So, and Weiss, Weiss uh, you're at Puerto Rican Paisanos in the over. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? AJ's team's good. <laughs> Love it. I'm at 2% battery on my uh, laptops. They're coming down to the wire here for me. Well, the my, season. You can't hold anything back. I put all, I put all my picks in. Uh, hey, see, can you say the thing that's funny that makes me laugh every time you say it? We're going to get the ball and we're going to score. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Heller <clears throat> versus the terrorist organization formerly known as the bomb squad cooler heads is minus 23 against bomb squad over under 228 um give some reason again we're doing this on a tuesday so waivers haven't processed kelsey's not playing heller is going to bid on a tight end most likely the same one that i'm bidding on um he will be projected for 125 126 points so that's where the spread comes from Oklahoma, why don't you go first since your uh, your computer's dying and we want to get as much content out of you as possible. Kevin and the under. <clears throat> Beautiful. Concise. Beautiful. Bomb squad's rolling a little bit. Um, I think they're going to start starting George Pickens now. George Pickens, by the way, that photo of him at, during the draft is, I think, one of my favorite. I love it. It's, it's, I can't believe that's a it's real amazing. photo. A real photo. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Is he just is he a weird dude though? Like is he is he a weird oh, dude? Oh, he he 
I, I remember him in college because he got into a massive fight after scoring, I think, a touchdown um, in a game a couple years ago. And I thought that guy is a dude, not only because of the catch that he made, but also the haymaker that he threw. He is a dude. <laughs> but that that was just a bizarre. It looks like he looks like an alien in that picture. Like it looks like someone who is who is it looks like an alien trying to look like an alien i can't even like describe what i'm how i'm trying to <laughs> say it like it's so bizarre looking like um I, you know what i'm saying right it's like an alien trying to look like an alien um anyway the number is too big for me um and i think miles sanders has grossly overperformed i think no one ever got rich betting against Kevin Heller, though. So I'm going to go Heller minus 23 and the over. Um, I'm going to take our boys from Bottom Squad to cover thanks to a touchdown from Mark Andrews. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm going to take the over. Okay. And Weiss, you said Heller in the under for a dark. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Um, Odge. I'm going to. I'm going to go Kev, Kev and the over as well. All right. Last one. He was too fucking good. I don't like picking myself, but this is the closest projected matchup of the week. Um, so it's Mr. B's water bottle versus Justice for Watson. Pick them over under 223.5. We're um, on week eight. Love this matchup. Um, mainly because I, I could use a little bit of help keeping Danny off my back, but I, I just think your, your team, DeAndre Swift's going to come back. No, he's not. I, Cause he's a fucking bitch. See, but if somebody says it before you say he's not, then maybe that'll help him come back. It's October. Maybe a little, uh, good, good voodoo. On your I hope he comes back. Tonight. I love him. I think he's electric. I just think he might be a little Can't, soft. Yeah, he could be. Um, he doesn't got that dog in him. I don't know. No. But Ken Walker is now the front runner for Rookie of the Year with Brees Hall going down. Um, he's a fucking dude, and the Giants are don't have great run defense. Um, Dak, Dak is back, and you got the Dallas stack. So I, I, I like your team to win, and I will go with the over. wonder what Hasty's going to choose. I think Danny's team <laughs> is so much better than you. It's embarrassing. Like, yeah, I think this is going to be the most one-sided match for the week. I don't know what Yahoo's projections are doing here. Um, you I, said of the year or of the week? Of the week. Sorry, yeah, of the week. We've had okay. some. I, I yeah, I don't want to talk about the most one-sided match for the year, but um, I, um, in fact, I might even like put money on you losing by at least twenty-five. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Danny and I've got the over. All right. Weiss. I have Danny in the over also. Woo. Big Oklahoma. I want to unpack where you think he has a significant advantage over my team right now. Like, let's go through it and I'll, I'll agree to. Quarterback, I'd say that's a wash. 
They're both. Yeah, and how many mediocre. points did Dak Prescott score last week? And how many points did Jared Goff score last week? Con? Oh, you mean against a really good defense? Dallas is one of the best defenses in football. Okay, cool. How many points did he score? I don't know. How many points did Dak score? <laughs> Three. Dak scored like 14. Did he score 14? Let's call it a wash. Let's Wait, call it a wash. Why did he score 14 points last week? I thought he was off. Let's go back to that. I might be wrong. Could have been like 10 Oh, points. maybe it was just because you lost by so many points that I didn't. Sorry. That's what it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think Weiss is gone. All right. You know what? I'm not entertaining this. No, no, no. no. That's all. Okay, so, so, listen. So, Dak in Chicago, like, you're right. Dak could do some stuff, sure. Um, okay. I think Cincinnati's defense is solid enough to hold down Amari Cooper. Um, okay. The same reason sure. I'm on Dak is the reason I'm on CD Lamb. I'm on CD Lamb. I think you'll score some points. Like, I don't think you're awful. Um, but let's be clear. Like, Jared Goff is going to come back and throw for 350 yards and a couple touchdowns because their defense is going to allow all the points. Um, Devontae Adams – how many receptions do you think he's going to have? I think Devontae Adams will put up 25 points. Uh, Terry McCoy stinks, but that's okay because Josh Jacobs is also going to score three touchdowns. Travis Etienne is going to score two touchdowns. Like, I, I just – it's a good team, man. Like, Philadelphia yeah. isn't going to allow – So, you're saying, projecting so you're, 300 so points. So, you're saying the Jaguars, who have looked maybe like the worst team in the entire NFL over the last three weeks – they're going to play against Denver, who has a very good defense, and Travis Etienne is going to just explode in Travis London. Etienne has had a 30-plus yard rush like four weeks in a row. So like has Bruce Kenneth Hall, Walker. Brees Hall just housed a 72-yard touchdown against the Denver, the vaunted Denver defense in Denver. Brees like, Hall is a god, and you put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I think You know I who does suck? You know who does suck? That I hate that I'm starting. Cortland Sutton. No, oh, yeah. Cortland Sutton. Sutton sucks. Like that was the worst draft pick I've ever had. That's I want him to come back. I'd like Michael Thomas happen. to actually play. Yeah, but I'm not gonna cool. start him this. I'm not gonna start him this week, no matter what. Um, okay. Anyway, I pick myself and the over. Um, I I don't even really want to win this week, but I'm going to, and then I'm gonna make a run for it, or I'm just gonna sit and do nothing which is actually probably more likely. Like, I'm probably just not going to do anything the rest of the year. Someone should DeAndre... Yeah, dude. Like, someone should make a trade for Cooper Cup. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe it'll be me. Also, um, AJ, I have to give you props. That... Oh, and then, you know what? Like, I think publicly I should, I should also give Berg props. Two separate moves. So, Berg, Kenneth Walker was an exceptional draft pick. Like Thank you, you. Des- you deserve a lot of love for that. It's valuable keeper. He's going to kill it for a long time. Like, well, fucking done. AJ, the Gus bus pickup. Great like, pick. Dude, such uh-huh. a value. Did you do that Sunday morning? Uh, I believe so. No, 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 Saturday morning. Either way, like when I saw that, I was like, that fucking genius. Like that was, that was brilliant. Well done, man. Good for you. For, for zero of my six remaining dollars. Boom. Booyah. Nailed it. That's how you win championships uh, right there. Yeah, I benched him too, so that was fucking fun. So, put up <laughs> 20 more points than uh, Amon Ra, who left with a concussion but didn't have a concussion, which was great. So, he's fine? By the way, I just, texted, fine. Highland he did, he, he, I just, I just texted Highland Cooper Cup, question mark. 
Can I ask oh. you guys like maybe one, one, one last question? One last question for our listeners. This week at Flex, I can start Michael Gallup, <laughs> Romeo Dubs, Latavius Murray, James Robinson, or like Elijah Moore. Well, since Elijah Moore is not playing, I Fox? think that would no, be. No, Moore is playing. He's back. Expected to play in week eight. Salah said it. By the way, Kylan just said Cooper Cup's available. I'm sure, of course, huh? he is. So that answers the question. He's Ooh, selling. Maybe, maybe I can add him to my. I might go get him. Uh, I might go get him right now. I might go get him right now. Um, I would start James. Just Robinson. make sure if you do, make sure if you do get him to tell the league that you're back. I will let the league know that I'm back. I also think the CD trade was a pretty good trade. Um, I feel like we should cut a lot of this because it's terrible, terrible podcasting. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave would, it. I'm not cutting anything. I would probably start James Robinson. For the Jets? Against the Patriots? I, yeah, you get the I would not start game. James Robinson this week. But Yeah, I think, I think, I think Latavius is the move. I think I'm, this might yeah. be, we might have a Latavius sighting this week. Remember when you bet me that Latavius Murray would score more points than Alvin Kamara in a game? And Alvin Kamara. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to go Latavius Murray this week versus uh, Kenneth Walker? I do not. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad that we covered it. Okay, cool. All right, gentlemen. Um, All right, squad. I have a big week ahead of me, and I'm very tired, and I'm very angry and ornery. Court is and I appreciate it. I don't appreciate when you're mean to me, to Samuel. I'm sorry. I'm not mean to you. Listen, I just think your team stinks and you're not good at this. But that doesn't mean I don't love you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, I hear you say that. And, like, my immediate, like, response is, like, oh, I've won two championships. When I just need to realize that you are trying to get under my skin. You're being you're, – you're good at it. You're very good at it. I'm just stirring um, the pot. I'm just out here stirring the pot. That's all. Yeah. Stirring the pot. Give him the power. All right, Samuel. All right, guys. Good luck to your Hello. teams this week. I Hello hope they all outscore their projections. The stop the share. Stop the recording. Where's the button to stop the recording? It's every time, man. I'm not like trying. <laughs> I just always don't remember. Until the winner, may there be victory!